Hello, everybody, and welcome to Engaged in Rec. Karina here, your host, and today I am doing a real-life stories from the rec desk, and I have a special guest that I'm so excited to introduce to everybody. I have Diane Calabrese here with me. Diane, thanks for coming and joining me. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. So I've only done one other, one or two other real life stories from the rec desk with special guests. So I'm really excited that you're here um, so that we can just have a nice chat and you can tell me all of the things that you love about rec therapy and who you are and all of that. But first of all, I want to start off. So I'm going to be when I do my real life stories, I'm going to start off with some rapid fire questions. Are you okay with that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. First question. Where are you from? I'm from New York, Long Island, to be to be exact. <laughs> uh, not too far from me. I'm in Kingston, so I'm just a little north okay. of you. So okay. not that bad. Um, yeah. Second question. Mm -hmm. How long have you worked with seniors or did you work with seniors? Um, I would say in the past 10 years, um, I, I kind of in my career, because I, I, I've been a rec therapist for 30 years, but I, I went back and forth between working with adults to working with children and but I would, I would say about 10 years. Which was your favorite? Which did you prefer? Uh, Children or seniors? You know, I, you know, in all aspects of my life, it depends what's going on. Um, when you have small children, now I have older children, but when you have small children, you kind of like working with adults. But when you're, when, you know, you have adult children, you tend to like working with ch children. You like uh, the variety, you know? Um, so, um, but my last job was working at uh, the Northport VA Medical Center, and I really did enjoy that job very much. So, um, and I, I worked with um, middle-aged um, patients to uh, seniors. It, it depended, you know, because I worked on multiple units, so it would depend which unit I was on. But yeah. so, so, when you were working with kids what in what capacity were you working with them um i worked with emotionally disturbed kids that were um it was like an after school uh program okay um, you know uh, some of them had emotional problems um some of them had autisms it was multiple disabilities and i also worked um at a savvy youth program um servicing um, children, you know, again, that just needed some, you know, type of environment um, to, to participate in recreation. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it was good. It, it was um, diverse, you know, uh, they yeah. all had different needs. Um, and I, I worked in different settings too. So sometimes it was just a youth program and, and, and other times I had worked in uh, after school programs. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yeah. I find that like, the programming can be parallel, but then other times like complete opposites. Right, right, very true. Um, yeah, I found the youth program, it was more relaxed, uh, more um, what they wanted to do. Um, so one thing with working with really, not just children, but with, with anything in recreation, you have to be um, very diverse and creative and spontaneous. Okay. Um, to go with the flow of, of whatever they're feeling for the day because um, some things just don't work but you have to have <laughs> very quickly you have to have another thought or another, another um, you know idea something in your back pocket yes. always <laughs> yeah 
I know I've never been afraid to like sing, to go sing with people. I've never been afraid to go up on stage and like just belt out something that didn't sound great. But I know lots of people that if an entertainer canceled, they they wouldn't go up there. So are you a singer? Would you go up and sing? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I'm not a singer. <laughs> I'm more of an art person, um, more of um, the holistic healing modalities. And, um, you know, I like to do music appreciation, though, uh, that I enjoyed uh, with the veterans. But no, not a singer. But, <laughs> you know, I, I have, um, you know, tried, you know, a, a few things. I would, I'll go, go with the flow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What's something that you would always keep in your back pocket? Like um, as a, if something unexpected was, yeah. Yeah. I would say probably, um, uh, probably art. I would always have in the back pocket, like if things different mm -hmm. diff didn't work, but, uh, you have to have the art tools available. So, um, spontaneously if things didn't work I could always do a meditation I would always mm. have music no matter what um even though yeah. I wouldn't sing the music I would always have some type of music um and aromatherapy something to relax um um it depending on who I was working with but um you know most of the populations you can um get to do artwork and, and things like that mm -hmm. but they do love music I have to say <laughs> I love that you're talking all about like art and meditation and aromatherapy. It's totally right up my alley. I love talking about that. I love hearing about it. Um, and I know that you um, are an author as well. Can you tell me a little bit about your background, how you got to where you are um, in your recreation journey, in your author journey, just a little bit about yourself? For 30 years, you, there's so many different things that become a trend and then sort of go out and then, you know, new things arise. But um, my book is, is mostly about holistic healing modalities. But going back, I would say 30 years ago, um, you wouldn't really think of incorporating that into recreational mm -hmm. therapy. It was more like a, a Western um, medicine, um, you know, so to speak. So um you know, it's it's new and it became came more trending. I would say in the past ten years. Um, yeah. So I've really only used it while working at the VA Medical Center. I started off just doing yoga with them, um, and then I got into guided meditation, aromatherapy, and and then Reiki, and you know, so it I just kept on adding on as I became more and more interested in it. Uh -huh. Well, I used to work in my younger years. I, I worked with children more, um, and you know, I did more physical activities, and um, so it was more like the basic rec, like doing sports with them or um, doing arts and crafts with them. Um, um, music is always something that you would always have in the background, even if you're not playing. Yeah. Um, but then, it, you know, it comes down to you know what. You're also more interested in, and what the patients are more interested in, and and how time goes on with different. They had um, aquatic therapy, so that's not something you can necessarily do at any facility. It's 
so happens they had a pool. So we were doing, you know, I started doing that more. So it really changes in recreation. It's mm -hmm. like, you think it would be the same, but it, it doesn't, it changes from facility to facility where you're working and what tools you have accessible to you. And who um, you're working with too. Yes. Yes, definitely. So um, the whole dynamic can change very easily. Um, and working at the schools, they're very specific with an IE, IEP, uh, like an individual education plan. So you have to incorporate very specific goals into that, where um, in some other you know, facilities, like uh, a youth program that's on the weekends might be a little bit more laid back. So it, it just depends of like, you know, where you're working, um, what, you know, what kind of activities, you know, would change. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, like I said, in the past, even more so in the past five years, I've been more holistic, you know, healing. So, and that's what got me to write a book because I retired a little early um, on disability and, um, you know, I just had to kind of go into a career where it was more sedentary. And so I got into the writing of the different holistic healing modalities that I did. And, um, and uh, you know they're very adaptable. They're very easy. They're good for any population, no matter what their physical limitations are. Um, so it's really a great resource tool. Um, and I also teach these um, uh, classes, aromatherapy and Reiki, at uh, Florida International University because I became an adjunct professor for recreational therapy about I would say eight years ago. Was oh, kind of nice. Doing that cool. time, so, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know I've, I've done some yoga with my residents that I've had in the past, um, but then I decided to hire somebody to come in to do yoga classes because although I love participating in yoga classes, teaching them was not my thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I really <laughs> like, I like joining in on classes. Um, and then we've done some meditations with them as well. But it's funny that, like, at home, love meditation. Do it every night. I try, right? Try to right. get into the groove. Um, when I'm trying to do it at work with my mm -hmm. residents, I totally can't focus on it. I just yeah. I have so many other things in my brain going on that I'm like I cannot do this here right now. <laughs> so if somebody has never done a meditation class with seniors, how would they even think about beginning? How would they even learn about um, it? Well, the first, I give them instructions first. So I always start off by by explaining what it is. So and and that's kind of like. I broke it down into like different like tools. Like the, my book is like a, a tool that you could use either by yourself for self-help or, you know, if you're a therapist and, and want to incorporate it in your group. group. So um, what I do is I, with my patients, I would always like explain what it is, give them a little like history of it, like a little background. And then I would just let them know, you know, how they're supposed to sit and, you know, keep your palms facing down on your lap, your feet grounded on the floor, your shoulders back. Um, and, you know, to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And then I would, so I get them into position first. 
Um, and then I would explain to them, if you start to get distracted, because everybody gets distracted, uh -huh. I mean, it's so normal, you know, um, that just bring your thoughts back on, you know, focus back on, on the meditation. And sometimes, you know, there's all different meditations. I mean, it could be like a, a mantra med meditation way, you know, you say, let it go. Um, and just focus on that, or it could be um, a meditation where you're focusing on your breathing. So there's different things that would make you stay focused in the meditation. And my favorite is like a guided meditation, like when somebody's actually walking you through it. And I think mm -hmm. that really helps the most. Um, yeah, I prefer that as well for even myself. Yeah, <laughs> I need somebody to guide me through it. Yeah, because if it's too much silence, it's that's where, you know, you can drift off and, yeah. you know, so, um, but I, I found working, you know, even with the same age group, but, but just, just different personalities in general, um, that some people can really get into meditation and then others just can't. So you mm -hmm. kind of, you have to kind of like as a recreational therapist, you have to kind of go with the flow. That's why it's so nice to have different activities offered, you know, as, as you know, we have to be creative. <laughs> yeah, and not absolutely. I've had um, a few residents in the past that have said, um, like, meditation is just hocus pocus, you know, like that, what is that that you're doing? That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, don't knock it until you try it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've had patients that loved it. They've actually said that they felt like they were floating around the room and um, they um, they like the sound of my voice because I can get very soft-spoken and, and it works for them. But then I've had other patients that told me that, Diane, I just can't get into this, you know, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. You That's know? okay, I mean, yeah. Everybody's different, you know. And then, you know, you have patients that, you know, don't like meditation, but they're really like yoga or they like Reiki or they like the aromatherapy. Um, so it's, it, you know, even with the different things that we have um, in holistic medicine, you know, there's different um, things that they might, that might work better for them, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I used to do, um, I do crystal like therapy with them too. Like I, I had brought uh, different crystals in and just explain the different kinds of crystals, whether it's like a rose quartz crystal and how it relates to the chakras. And, and some people, especially if they're more scientific focused, they found that interesting, you know, because it comes from the earth. So then, you know, I'll explain where, you know, it's found in nature and, you know. Yeah, I love so that. Yeah, they say they kind of like the history of that, you know. So, yeah, I've been in a, a Reiki class before. Um, it was just like a demo that came in, they didn't actually do anything on any residents or anything. But they asked me to lie on the floor and then they put the crystals on all my chakras. <laughs> it was yeah, so neat. That, yeah. It was neat. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. I, I go for Reiki sessions myself, I just find it so relaxing and calming. And, um, when I do that in a group and that's hard to like, you think like, how can you do that in a group? The only yeah. time I did it one-to-one -one with them is when I was working with Ben patients. Cause I used to, part of my job was to work one-on-one -on -one with patients that were on ventilators in the hospital. Mm. So that's the only time I, I really, um, did it like 
where I was just working one-to-one. -one. When I was working in a group and I introduced Reiki, I had them do self-healing. Um, and I kind of like incorporated it with like a guided meditation. So Ooh, that's cool. And then you'd find, and um, if you do like a, a Reiki uh, chakra meditation, um, they will actually do the hand. I found them doing the hand placements, <laughs> you know, <laughs> while they're doing that. So um, it, it's interesting. I would run this group called Mind, Body, Spirit. So I kind of change it up. So it's not always Reiki. It's not always yoga or, you know. So are you I, still running these programs? I uh, know. No, nothing but retired. I'm retired since June so of uh, 2021. So um I, but I teach it in my class though. So the students can learn about it. Yeah. It's really neat to have the opportunity to learn about that while you're in school, because like, I don't think that the classes around my area incorporate like Reiki and aromatherapy and all of these meditation into the actual classwork of becoming a recreation therapist. So that's like kudos to you and the program for incorporating yeah. that in. Right, right. Yeah, every school is different. Um, mm -hmm. In Florida, I find they're very much into, um, you know, a holistic healing. Um, they kind of have that like, um, you know, alternative medicine that's more noted in like California. Yeah. And I'm, I'm finding it more in, in Florida as well. And I'm from New York. So, you know, I'm working online with them. So, but it's interesting. A lot of the students that I have do have certifications in that already and already oh. practicing it. Yeah. And oh, a lot of, nice. yeah. And I found a lot of students also um, have this certification in aquatic therapy too, because I guess it's warmer down there, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in the water all year long and so they, there's different activities that they have the ability to do more down there which is nice oh so you're living in new york but teaching for florida yes so i i teach virtually online oh okay yeah yeah there's there's a lot of schools now that are that are doing that so they have um what you call lab classes um, not all schools have that specifically for rec therapy. Um, and it's like a one credit lab class. So it's, there's different labs that you can take. You're not required to take them, but you have to take a certain amount of them. Um, mm -hmm. So I teach a Reiki lab and I teach an aromatherapy lab and a, an assistive technology lab. So it's, it's like, it's kind of like a choice within, you nice. know, recreation what they could take. So. Yeah, and that's nice too because it they get to choose, right? So they've they've yeah. chosen to go into those labs. Right. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. they're really interested in it to begin with. Right. And they're more it's more of a hands-on lab. So mm -hmm. I usually have them, even though it's virtual, I have them do observations for wherever they live. They either can with a pandemic, it's very hard. So um I used to make them like you know, require them to go to a facility and observe. Um, but now with the pandemic, I just allow them to like, if they need to, they could just observe on YouTube or, mm -hmm. or some other, um, you know, virtual platform, you know, which, which they learn really just as much 
Mm -hmm. too. I mean, since it's becoming so popular today and yeah, is virtual. So, um, yeah, yeah, but it's I, nice. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you go ahead. I was just going to say they're, they're doing, I know they were doing that a lot at the VA too. They were doing a lot of therapy um, virtually where, you know, before the pandemic, they didn't have that. So I think the way in which we do things is now really changing. Um, mm -hmm even in therapy so yeah it's really nice that there's that everywhere is offering virtual programming right even some yeah. places have a lot more than other places um but the opportunity to to have those things available is really nice and for you i mean as a virtual professor you could travel anywhere and that was my next question actually which is totally off topic but if you could travel anywhere or live anywhere in the entire world where would it be <laughs> um it's funny that you asked because my husband is going to retire in a bit he's he has five more years but we're we're saying florida i really would love to go to florida you know um i definitely want to stay in the united states but i do travel a lot we go to the caribbean and you know um we, we like to go to vegas and california and things like that i, I like the warm weather you know? yeah <laughs> um, but florida i would love to be in florida so oh, nice. do you think that if you went and moved down there that you would try to teach in person at all if there were any of those opportunities or would you just totally retire <laughs> um i don't know i probably would if if we moved close enough to it because you know florida's long so it, yeah you know if if you live up north i mean miami's all the way down south because uh, it's in miami so it would be too far of a drive but i i definitely would consider it yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that my place that I'd like to live is anywhere with a beach right now. That yeah. would be this. I'm looking out my window and it is a snowstorm outside right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. We're supposed to get so much more. Do you have snow where you are? Yeah, we had a dusting yeah. today. Yeah, it's been very uh, cold, very cold on the island. So cold. I know, us too. And, um, we went snowboarding and skiing this past weekend. And while I was there, I'm like, I love this, but I would oh. prefer to be on a beach. Yes. <laughs> I, <prefer laughs> beach too. Yes. <laughs> I love the warm weather. Oh. Oh. Tell me more about your book. I want to know everything about it. Oh. oh, first, I would say the first six, uh, yeah, first six to eight chapters is about um, di the different holistic healing modalities. So I started off just like my first chapter, just explaining what mind, body, spirit is, because a lot of people still are like, what is that? <laughs> you yeah. know. So I just went into the chakras of the body and I kind of explained that and um, um the different healing points and just how the you know what energy is and where energy comes from and the history of it where it was first practiced so i i, I got into a, a little bit of the history of that and then i went into the different um like you know holistic healing modalities like guided meditation so i i devoted a chapter to that a chapter to reiki a chapter to yoga and as I'm going through these chapters, like I'm keeping in mind that not everybody can be very flexible, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I geared the book towards like the disabled or 
those, okay. that can't, you know, really um, do as much. So I made a point, especially with recreational therapists who have to work with the physically handicapped, how you can modify this activity um, so they can do some yoga positions. And I used to do chair yoga when I was on um, in the VA on the psych unit and in the nursing homes, I would do chair yoga. So um, there's a lot of like easy ways that you can ad adapt the exercises. So I went into that. And then um, I talked about different, you know, creative expression activities that they can do, um, the benefits of color therapy, um, hand reflexology, which I um, also got a certificate in. Um, and I found that very helpful while working with vent patients because um, that that's a more cha challenging population to work with because mm -hmm. they can't move, you know? and. Right. Um, a lot of the patients didn't have use of their hands. So, so doing hand massage, um, I got into that from observing somebody actually, cause we didn't initially have a vent unit at the VA medical center. So I had to go out and observe, um, different places to see what they do, the therapy. And I saw them doing that and I was very impressed. And then I just wanted to learn more and more about it. So I ended up getting a, a certification in it. And then I started practicing that. And then I incorporated more holistic healing practices with that. It's um, so therapeutic. It feels so nice. Yeah, it does. It does. So, and then, um, you know, sensory stimulation. Um, I talked about that. Um, I use a lot of, I used a lot of uh, lava lamps and mood lamps and mm. just monitoring music and just the benefit of that. And, and a lot of these things you can like, you know, use multiple things in, a, in an activity just to enhance, you know, the activity, whether it's you're doing aromatherapy, you can have the music playing, you can have the lava lamps going, mm. you know, you set the whole mood. So, um, so that's kind of what the book is about. Um, and then I went into, you know, aquatic therapy because I did do that for a little bit um, while at the VA. Um, you know, each of us as recreational therapists, I'm sure, as you know, in different facilities, you have different rec recreational therapists that are assigned to different things, mm -hmm. which aquatic therapy wasn't my um, full-time assignment. But, you know, we always, you know... Um, help each other out when right. you know somebody's off or whatnot. So, um, but you learn a lot. And a lot of the exercises that you use in aquatic therapy, you could also incorporate on the floor or in the chair. So um, it's just, so that's sort of what the book is about too. And then I went into, um, I've always been very intuitive and, and we were talking about that before. Um, and I just explained, um, I devoted a lot of, this book, even though it's a therapeutic book, I devoted a lot of it to God and a lot of ref reflections to God and spirit. And um, just to, you know, part of being a recreational therapist, you get into a lot of discussion groups and psychotherapy and just it's part of the healing process. And um, just to let others know um, that there are different things that we can reflect on to help improve our life, to see the purpose of our life. Mm -hmm. um, 
to give you goals to move forward. And because some people that are like, say that you're, you know, you have an addiction or um, PTSD and it's hard to move on. Um, they sometimes feel hopeless. Um, so it gives you um, the book. I, I found different um, discussion exercises that really help to move people forward. And, um, you know, some people don't like to incorporate God into that. They could take that part out, but I always like to reflect back to God okay. and it's always helped me. And, and I find that most of the patients were very, um, were very appreciative of that and, and, and wanted to speak spiritually too, as well. So it's another, mm -hmm. um, addition to the book. Um, I've had my own personal encounters with with spirit and um, and just different affirmations that keep us going, you know. Yeah. Um, to just you know have a positive outcome of the day, you know. Um, Especially those that are working in uh, different facilities or organizations that are under a lockdown and have been for such a long time like they need that support and positivity and affirmations that things are still going to be okay yes yes yeah yeah not just the residents or participants but like the rec therapist as well we all need right. that all the staff need that right now oh yeah yeah so yeah, just yeah. To, life is a miracle in itself. So I always say, you know, um, you know, there's always so many things to be grateful for, you know, mm. and and to be appreciative for, and and just starting from there, you know, um, because it's so easy to just fall back on what's not working, or you know, yeah. Um, so, so setting good intentions are very important, and I there was a lot of books that I uh, used in recreation. And I would reflect back to authors um, such as Gary Zukua. Um, I thought he he's wonderful. Um, he talks about intention and you know just saying when your intentions are good and it's aligned with your purpose, everything will be in flow, you know. And mm -hmm. it, it's so true. So a lot of these different readings um, or even poetry I would use in um, I would incorporate in programming. Um, so all of these things really, it helps, you know, um, to build this spirit, to build their confidence. Um, I love that. I love yeah. it so much, Diane. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate no it. How long did it take you to write that book? Um, I would say, you know, I wrote it right after I retired just to keep me busy because I was so used to working full time. Yeah. And I, I wrote it in three months. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. that's quick. Good for yeah. you. Thanks. And then when you published it, did you have a party or anything? <laughs> well, I guess we're in a, we're I in a, really COVID. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really that's excited. so cool. Yeah, I celebrated with my husband and my kids, but yeah. Um, I, I don't that. have to say the hardest part of the book was not so much the writing and because I, I like taking pictures, but um, they have to be a certain quality for, to be in the book. So that yeah. was the only thing that kept it 
going like the it delayed the publication because we had to go back and forth with the publisher of about how you know clear the pitches had to be so. <laughs> and fun. It's where fun can book. people buy your book oh um i have um well balboa press is is the publisher and and they sell it on their um bookstore online um and then also amazon barnes and nobles and discovery Everywhere. books has it yeah walmart has it i think and any awesome. store really online so yeah perfect and tell mm -hmm. us the title um mind body spirit and discovering the purpose of life which is fabulous for everybody every population i would say yes thank right. you so much yeah. <laughs> i'm working on my next book now um meditations Ooh. for the mind body and spirit so Oh, yeah. is this like we yeah. can, is this something that we could incorporate in by like reading a guided meditation to them or what yeah, is that? It's also it's an audio book the next book. Ooh. So if you don't want to do the meditation yourself, you can just usually play the yeah, CD yeah. for them. <laughs> Ooh, very so, nice. Um, sometimes I would do that like on a day, you know, where you just, you, you maybe your voice maybe your voice wasn't working so well today you know you just wanted to take a breath or you know to yeah. put on the cd sometimes is is just as good for the patients too and it it gives your ability when you're running a group to attend to maybe somebody that's struggling mm -hmm. with a wheelchair or whatnot and just yep. to keep a quiet atmosphere so um cds work very well too you know in groups yeah well, maybe I'll be doing some meditation to your voice <laughs> at some point down the road. I'll have to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Well, thank you for coming on engaged in rec and doing a real life stories with me. It's so nice to just meet other people that have been in the field and ha totally get it. You know, having right. those people that just like been there, done that. This is what I got from that. So it's nice right. to chat with you. Yes, nice to chat with you too. Thank you so much for having me on. I Thanks really for coming. And I'm it. going to read your book. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.